It's time for the Team Bear Sports Podcast. And welcome back to episode 15 of the Team Bear Sports Podcast, the only sports podcast covering Chicago sports and actual bear news. And this is a gloomy episode. Hi, guys. I mean, I guess let's just get right into it. The, the Bears lost against the LA Rams week one, 34 to 14. And Decent first half, but then just gets embarrassed. Getting embarrassed in front of the whole country yeah. is fun. Embarrassed. Emphasis on the Bear, Team Bear, Chicago Bears. Just brutal. But week one's in the books, and I think we learned a lot about the Bears. Uh, learned more necessarily than we saw in preseason. And uh, we definitely learned that our defense has some problems. Yeah, surprisingly, I don't think Andy Dalton cost us the game, which was, I, I don't think Andy played terribly bad. He certainly didn't do anything to win the game. Exactly. Yeah, it was a very, like, I mean, you can't, you can't blame him for a guy who only, his longest pass was like 11 yards, and they were so afraid to I I, I do to blame throw, him for that. I do they, blame they, him for But that. they didn't throw the ball downfield at all. And one, the offensive line, which we've always said has holes in it. Like, how quickly can you get the ball out if they are going to do a long pass rush? I'm sorry, a pass play. Like, and he doesn't move that well. That's like, on the visor, idiot. And that's on the visor, yeah, idiot, for, for like, picking that uh, eventually, eventually, you do have to take a shot downfield. This is the exact same shit that we had with Trubisky, and this is the exact same game plan that you would get with a rookie quarterback, but it's Andy Dalton. Well, so your start. And, yeah. and the, the crazy thing is is that we were so effective in the run game, you would think that a play action oh, like, my play God. would open up something down the field. Yeah. But, I mean, if you saw, I'm sure you guys saw the, the route trees that Allen Robinson ran. He ran like no route further than like seven yards or something like that. It was so that's not even giving you a first down. We had two passes over 10 yards and one was an incompletion and one was an interception. And especially like they got away from the run so early. And I was like, why? I mean, Montgomery showed you that he can get five, six yards a crack. He had that 40 something yard run in the first drive. And it's just like, all right, well, he's good. Let's not use him again. I they gave him about 18 carries. That's that's definitely more than... But they always said they want 20-plus. They did do 20-plus if you include Williams. Not for Montgomery. I don't give a shit about Williams. I've seen enough Williams. I think he's right? actually a good compliment. I think he's better than what Tariq Cohen could Well, do. yeah, Tariq Cohen is, yeah, because you can't run Tariq inside the tackles. Well, I, th- I think the crazy thing that we saw from week one was that we came away after this game, saying that it's not so much... The sky's not falling because of the offense. The sky's falling because of the defense. And clearly yeah. the bit, the biggest glaring hole that... I mean, I you, you, you read the, the text messages I was sending you guys. It's the, what's going on with the secondary? Eddie Jackson... Which we knew was going to be a problem. 
I mean, we knew it was going to be a problem, but not this not mental lapse. Of a problem. Not mental lapse, right? We knew it was going to be a problem in the sense like there's going to be holes and they're going to be targeted. Having mental lapse, like where you still think you're in college, like Eddie Jackson, this is his fifth year. Like you should know that if a guy falls on the ground in the NFL, he can get up and run. All you had to do was just tap him on the foot. That's all you had to do. Honestly, it really just falls down. uh, Falls on. I didn't even mean to use falls down. It falls down on Eddie Jackson at that because you have to be the veteran presence on the defense to tell everyone, hey, this is how it's going to be. And he was the worst player on the defense by far, Eddie Jackson. He had, I think, so I saw his stats by Pro Football Weekly his past three years. He's averaged 13 missed tackles a year. Uh, he has at, at least a couple that game. He just, I don't know if it's because of his shoulder. I, I, I get that I get that he is a ball-hawking safety. Even, even, I'm sorry, in 2018, when he was all pro, he still had 13 missed tackles. That game against Miami, where it was just like alligator-arming people, like, this is the thing about Eddie, is like, one, I think, they put him in a larger role in which, yeah, he's a ball-hawking safety, but, like, even his interception numbers have gone down. He's only had one inter- or two interceptions in two years, so he's not even being a ball-hawk. And I think that was the problem when they got rid of Adrian Amos because Amos could come up and stick someone, and then it allowed Eddie to be in the back, in the, in the safety, where he could play center field. He can't do that anymore. And I, I don't know why they didn't pay Adrian Amos... You know, and they went with Ha Ha Clindex. It was just, it just spelled the doom of the end of the secondary. It just shows the, the lack of, like, observing talent from our front office and coaching staff that they think that they can replace these guys that are are proven. Well, it's it's, it's weird because the guys that they have that they keep around never tend to be, live up to what we think they are, and the guys we let go always seem to, flourish somewhere else. Amos, Floyd, you know, just like these guys, like how come we're keeping the guys and they're not progressing and developing when we we have them on our team, but when we let them go, they're it's like a, a rebirth for them, or they're still continuing on with their uh, their development. We're giving money to dudes on the defense for having really good one-off years. Eddie Jackson, you know, we're still paying Trevathan. He's doing nothing for us because he's hurt. We paid Tariq Cohen, and he's... Uh, even with the injury, I just don't. I mean, know even Khalil, Khalil Mack, as as much as I love Khalil Mack, I mean, two out of the last three games against the Rams, he's had what zero tackles. He didn't have a tackle last week, if I'm mistaken, or he had one. He had, I think, he had a half a tackle or one tackle. In yeah. In 2019, he didn't have a single tackle against them. Well, and that's that's the other part. I mean, I know the the secondary was the biggest glaring weakness for our defense but our d-line like where are these big stars that we're paying well, i thought i thought the d-line played well against the run they the defense did play well against the run which was kind of expected angelo blackson was our highest rated d-lineman this week and which is fine it's fine that you got right. a guy coming off the bench doing well but like Where's the Goldmans? Where's the Cleo Max? Where's the Robert Quinns? Where's the guys we're paying money? Yeah, right. like, it's great that they we did do a really good job against the run up until that last quarter um, when they they just gashed us because either we were gassed yeah. or just gave <laughs> up. Everyone gave up. But <laughs> I get that that's all good and dandy, but we're paying these guys to get sacks. Tackles for us. 
Right. Uh, I mean, Khalil Mack, ever, ever There's since no pressure. That, ever since that week one first game against the Packers, I have not seen that Khalil Mack. And granted, that's like a crazy game to have, but like, I, I, he's he's starting to trend to be kind of a a bust for what he's being paid and what we gave up. I'm not saying that he is he's still a top talent, but for what we gave up and what we expect of him, he's leaning towards the Raiders. He's got to be he's got to be twelve plus sacks again. Yeah, but, but, but he was what he needed to be. He was. The flash in the pan guy immediately immediately when we got him and the year after that we got him because that was the window with the rookie quarterback that we were supposed to with this young awesome good defense we were supposed right. to win i mean even last year like his numbers were decent i mean he only had nine sacks or eight and a half sacks or something like that and i gave he was playing hurt but like i feel like khalil max sacks have become like not important sacks you know like like the timing is like, oh, we're the down timing, by twenty-one. Yeah, it's not, we got a sack or something. Yeah, like exactly. Or you're up by thirty and you get he's, a sack. He's game planned around, and he used to be this athletic, huge freak that even if you were double teaming him, he was going to just completely ruin the game. And it's nice <laughs> I mean, that we still have him. It's nice that we still have him because the team has to game plan around him, and that's where where it's nice to be at. But yes, when we have these problems in the secondary. I thought Kendall Vildor did great. I thought Christian, for just showing up when Shelly was supposed to be the nickel, did pretty well. Eddie Jackson was PFF ranked 59th DB this week. And I get that yeah. it's one week, and I get that's PFF, but 59th safety. I mean, there are, there are like three or four plays that stand out in that game. Right? With the so- amount of money he's making... He should yeah. never be below. He should never. He should always be top thirty. He should be top fifteen, if you ask me. But it just, dude, you got all these young guys in the secondary. You got to make that. You got to make that correction. I like the stuff I heard about it uh, out of Tejon Gibson, and I thought he actually had a pretty decent game besides that gaff. But but that gaff, that gaff. Set, the thing is, it's that the gaff set the, the tone. They they were, I mean. Historically, even under the the Pagano years, and you know whether the, that defense was good as under um, uh, who's Fangio, like they didn't give up big plays. Even like, the shitty, even the shitty Tressman defenses didn't give up home runs. Oh, <laughs> uh, but they did. They did the fumble play that one year against yeah. Green Bay. They didn't want to pick up a fumble for some reason. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm less like upset about the not touching the guy when he's down. Yes, that I'm still upset about I'm it. More upset. It's I'm more upset about the Cooper Cup. Yeah, the Cooper Cup yards blown. behind the safeties, looking at each other like... Well, see, I, see I was looking at some film on it. I, I, that's not on Eddie Jackson. That was actually just a really well-designed play to get the linebackers going one way, hold the safety for a split second because they have to look at an interior read from another wide receiver, and then Cooper just... I mean, it was just a really well-designed play. Sean Desai just got... That's a play, I'm sorry, I tip my hat to Sean McVay. Like, I was watching ESPN about it, and they broke it down. And, you know, because when you initially see it, you're like, who the fuck messed up? And then you see how Stafford just completely sold it. I mean, that's just a veteran in a new system with a with a... Offensive guru coach and Sean McVay, and like you got to tip your hat to him on that. I, I mean, the part understandable, of the- Jackson. Understandable. 
You gotta be but, ready for that. You gotta be ready for that. Th- that I would be way more accepting of this in a Sean decide like, oh crap, we got beat on this kind of thing. Oh, we have a new defensive coordinator, all of that. If it wasn't week one, like you could look at it and flip whatever I'm gonna say right now hundred percent because you got you could say, Oh, it's week one, they're learning. This is the game and this is a team you've played twice. Deshaun Sean uh, Sean Desai and Eddie Jackson and Tejan Gibson were all on all played this team last year. Whether they had golf or not, you've been prepping for this game for months. I mean they played them four years in a row now. Yeah. This isn't like this is gonna happen to you against the Bengals where Yes, you've been you've been practicing against the Bengals, but you've been practicing for months against this Rams game. I mean, the thing, the, more, the biggest part I have with Eddie Jackson um, is just the lack of tackling, and it's like there was a play on the goal line where he basically just stuck his arm out there. It was just like, could have just put your shoulder into him just like one time, like, and then you see someone like Jalen Ramsey, who like. But that oh, that fourth and all- seven that fourth and seven play knocks the ball out, comes up, makes a running stop at the line of scrimmage, and Ramsey's what just a little bit bigger than Eddie Jackson is, and he's a cornerback, and like cornerbacks usually don't have enough space to make the tackle. It's like a, sa- a safety can come up on the ball more than a corner can. Like it just showed like Jalen Ramsey's a dog. He, yeah. he he might yeah. be the, he might be one of the MVPs of that game. He made three or four big plays that really just. Or I better see you trying to punch the ball out or something. Like, yeah. a, no, like if you're anything. gonna get beat, at least get the ball. Yeah, I don't well, know. I don't also, know the play saying. calling, like, like, I, I'm so tired of bubble screens. Well, real quick, before we get into the the offense, I wanted yeah, to say we're switching it up here. I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on the defense after that. I mean, we could all agree that it was a piss poor performance from the defense all around. I mean, we had some good performances with. I think Roquan had a solid game, um, but what do you think of that? No one except for Roquan came out and showed accountability. Like, talked to the media. They all kind of just. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, Roquan was the only person to speak to the media after the game. <laughs> granted, like he's that he's our cat. I think he's our one of our captains, right? Yeah, he wears the green. He wears the green. So but he's a play caller. He's a play caller. But still, like Eddie Jackson, you're getting you have you fucked up a lot in this game, and you're getting paid big bucks. You need to take accountability and, and, say, and then on after me, the or, fact. So we a day later, Gibson was the one talking to the media the day after, and. I'm with you. I want to see you change your number. You're getting paid. I want to see you in the line of fire. I heard on uh, Chicago Sports Radio today saying, oh, I think Eddie Jackson changed his number so he could uh, hide from the opposing team, but they still found him. (laughs) And that just doubles it. The fact that he went to a single-digit number, like, now you're just really, on top of that horrible game, you you just can't go lower. It's it's, it's rough. That was supposed to bring his confidence back, right? Or something like that and then there was like a, a uh at the chicago bears like twitter account or one of their connected twitter accounts instagram accounts posted a like a 13 second video of eddie jackson kind of talking to the younger and brad biggs kind of, retweeted it yep yeah, one of the younger yep. the uh, defensive that. backs t- saying that you gotta go after your, the ball yeah go after you gotta the ball. make everyone, everyone can tackle in this league you gotta find yourself different 
Yeah, I was like, yeah. Uh, not everyone can tackle Eddie Jackson. Yeah, you know and that's, please don't talk to my guys. Don't coach my guys at all. And that's the worst part about it. He's supposed to be the veteran. Yeah. Who knows? I, I really just want some of these star players to show up. I mean, we've all heard about Robert Quinn. He needs to get it. Cleo Mack needs to have a big game. It, it needs to happen or we're going to have a problem. I mean, Roquan Smith is just – this year might just straight up earn <laughs> earn his $100 million contract yeah. this year. I mean, uh, he, he put up – He put up he better. Was the place. I don't know how he's not in the NFL top 100 every year. Ogletree is a great compliment to him too. He's playing pretty well. Yeah, Ogletree played well. Um, and that taunting call on him was so stupid. Like I forgot about that. Yeah, it was like uh, you're frustrated. You're getting your mind. No, no, it, it wasn't. It like I get like I'm just saying that the like that being called taunting is like okay. We can call like everything else that goes on in the game. You can call it taunting like getting in someone's face or especially you know. in the group chat. I said the offensive lineman was grabbing his almost by his neck area yeah. and just kept holding on to him on the ground. Like what are you supposed I'm to do? Gonna, say, I'm going to push sir. him too. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to push him, too. Sorry for getting in your way, sir. Especially after I'm getting my ass kicked like that, I'm going to be pissed off. All right. Well, I guess we'll, we'll kind of talk what we want to see from the defense in week two when we get to that uh, part of our podcast. But let's talk about the offense a little bit. Um, I mean, I think Jackson said it. Or, or which one of you said it? I don't think the offense. I said it. Yeah. Was you statistically you you controlled awful. the ball, controlled the ball. Awesome. Great. But that's what we know about this team now. We're going to give up the home run plays. We need yeah. to have we need to have home run hitter plays too and we do not yeah. have that. 11, 11 yard pass plays aren't going to win you anything. We didn't we will not have it with number 14. He needs to be out. <laughs> I, I sat there and watched a game with my buddy who's a Jets fan and watched J- Zach Wilson struggle. And right on the TV next to me, he was watching Trevor Lawrence struggle. We need to have fields in there. I, listen to any podcast, listen to any sportscaster, listen to anybody after on Monday, Tuesday. More importantly, keep listening to this podcast. Yeah, everyone thinks that Nagy's being a freaking idiot and not starting this guy. He I- gave Dalton his time. It's it's time. It's over now. Like I I'm being nice and saying it was gonna happen week three. I don't see the point. I mean, it's like I bet you if Mitch was watching this game, he's like, I could run this offense. You guys are only running routes. That That's are exactly the yards. kind of stuff we did with him. Just why? Here's my the one thing that blows my mind. Why do we have? Why did we go and get these receivers? We have this Mooney. We have this uh, Goodwin. We have Perriman who doesn't doesn't play. But like the average forty time on our receiving core is like a 4.3 and every single pass that we throw to that these guys whether or not they're in within 10 yards we could talk about that any all day but the worst part about it is every pass we give to this new speedy guy he's turned around every pass is every that's, pass is that's around. the issue that's there's the issue no, like there's no pass where we can give you the ball and you're in stride but like that's, you're going. That's, there's no, no, yeah, but that's, the, no that's the thing. Like the Bears, like I'm getting tired of them always drafting and signing speedy guys because speedy yeah, guys are not the end. Just get real football players. Yeah, but Troy Kill, yeah, he's fast, but he also runs really good routes. Oh, I, I'm just saying, I'm telling you why yeah. the Pfizer guy wants this. I, I, I'm telling you, that's what's going on. He I, thinks that this is the they, thing. They, they try to get cute and sexy, and they just aren't. They aren't that team. 
And I think with Fields, definitely gives you the best shot at quarterback because, like, if your biggest problem on the offense on the offense is the offensive line, at least you can have Fields roll out and buy you time to at least get you a twenty-yard pass down the field, right? Instead of just dinking and donking like you were doing with Dalton. That's not going to be the game. Person who knows football understands why Dalton had to do these small uh, small passes, why he had to get it out there in a second. Especially when Peters goes down and then Baron goes down. Yeah, and they're putting a Wilkerson a backup what guard? guard. I'm not an idiot. Like I, I during the game while I'm you know seven beers deep. Yes, I was like, what are we doing? You know, like I get it why we're doing this the small stuff. It's just the Ram. The worst part about it was the Rams wanted us to do it. Yeah, because if they get an incompletion, they're at a third and seven, and they've shown you all night. Not only are they not going to throw it deep, but they're not even going to throw a pass play that's going to get you a first down. Like, yeah, catch the ball at third and four. Great. It's fourth and three. You're going to punt. Good number job. one number one needs to start and then make the, make the entire identity of this team around David Montgomery because, holy shit, that guy. Yeah, he looked great. Yeah, and awesome. He, he looked great, and then the times were like, okay, we could use, like, that. it yeah. seemed logical to do a David Montgomery run. Nope. It was then we ran some reverse. That's when Fields would come in and do a reverse sweep pitch, or it'd be a a a pass. It's like you just saw David Montgomery run for 15 yards. He's averaging, you know, 10 yards a run. How come we're passing in first and 10 now? And I'm I don't I don't get the slight on Williams because when Montgomery got hurt, Williams was getting seven yards yeah. carry too. So yeah. I, I thought Williams is is what I want on this team. Honestly, I think that's the second guy. I think I you want. I think you want to see Williams more catching the ball. Oh, that, he got he got four or five uh, throws. I'm just saying when Wait, my, I think you can, you can when Montgomery went down, we didn't skip a beat, dude. He was going out there too, and he was getting after it. Now he wasn't doing what what. Montgomery was doing. I mean, there was a play Montgomery made Aaron Donald look stupid. So but it wasn't he last scored a touchdown. Where, yeah, he scored yeah. a touchdown on Donald. It so, wasn't last year where uh, Montgomery went down, and then we're like, oh god, we don't like, we don't have any running game now. We just went against one of the best defenses in the NFL and proved that we could still run the ball. Last year we could not do that. Last year we couldn't do what that. What did What did you guys think of Nagy going for it in the fourth quarter when they were down by thirteen? I didn't understand why he went for the two fourth downs in the first quarter. <laughs> that it, I th- I know you said this in the group chat before, but it could have easily been a one score game. Or could have been, or, sorry, uh, field goals. We have this kicker now who's good, and then. What what blows my mind is you are doing the game manager game plan because you have Andy Dalton. So guess what? Time to be a game manager in the first quarter and just kick. The yeah, I, I'm okay. I'm okay getting the field goals in like the first half. I was okay. A lot of people were saying it was a dumb move to go, um, not to go for the field goal with ten minutes left to be down by ten. And I thought to myself. Even if they got down by 10, the Bears don't have enough to get two stops, let alone two scoring drives, to get it to win that game. I, I don't mind the, the go for it there, but you can't. You know why? Because, you, you, because you're, you still down by seven, you're, they're still down by two scores if you kick the field goal. You can't throw a seven-yard pass on a, on a fourth and 15, dog. You just, I'm sorry, that's, yeah. not, that's not it. To me, yeah. the, the two uh, fourth downs in the first half where we went for it, that just like... 
showed me that Nagy thinks that this game is like we have to be very like we have to be in desperation mode in order to win this game. We have to be going for it on fourth down here. Uh, just because if I mean, I'm okay, you have a I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it going for it if you're between the 40 and 35 yard line. If you look at it like from a kicker's perspective, like okay, do you want to give your kicker like a 55 yard field goal possibly, or can you get like a fourth and three? But and yeah, like, but even so, like on the like in the first half when it's a, a, a close ball game, if you punt it and pin them deep at the five yard line, and then you got the field position back if your defense holds up. And granted, we I don't think clear, you clear, clearly saw that they couldn't, but. It's it, the first quarter of the first game of the season. You think you at least want to see it rather than be like, no, like we're not even going to give it a try. So uh, it just it just shows that I think Nagy thought that this game was going to be not even close. So he had to make these desperation plays on fourth down and make these calls in order to even have a chance. So it, it I, just, I, don't know. I don't get it. I, I, I can understand the narrative at the beginning of the season. Like he saves his job the longer he keeps fields out. I don't get it anymore. I think that he could legitimately get himself fired if he doesn't start fields earlier. Not because I think that this is just going to be this white knight coming in. He's going to win us a bunch of games. He puts us in a better position to win a game. He minimizes your mistakes on offense. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. He he puts us in a better position to win the game because that game plan you just showed me. And, and you can't be afraid not to put him in because you had him run a quarterback sweep for a touchdown. Exactly. Right? You had him run for a 10-yard touchdown run in the second half of a oh, game. Oh, but I'm afraid of getting him get him getting killed. Okay. But I'm going to throw him in the red zone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Against one of the best defenses in the league with arguably the most powerful defensive lineman in all that. There was so. not a single pass that Dalton did because they were all three yards that a rookie couldn't do. Oh, and how many, how many times did we see that Dalton was getting pressured and, like, if Justin Fields was in there, he has a shot to extend that play and possibly either Shout run for. Shout out to his nine-yard run, though. That was yeah, that was, that was that was pretty hot. But you know, if it's Justin Fields on those plays where he either throws can it he, away, can or, he run and go get a fourth and four for you? Exactly. No. Or and that and that just changes the whole defense with his legs in general. The defense has to play him differently. They're not going to be. Right. You know, watch, watch what the Ra- watch what the Raiders had to do against Lamar Jackson, who is shaky throwing outside the numbers. Watch what they had to send. They had to put an, a single defensive end on contain the entire night last night because that's you have to. There's nothing you can do, and he uses that to his advantage. Okay, it's, well, it's it's stinky, it's poopy, but really, honestly, if he values his job and because other dudes are going to get fired because of this, who maybe doesn't have safety, if he values the people that work with him, he needs to start him. I agree. Um, you got, got anything else, Jack, Tim, before we uh, preview week two against the Bengals? I mean, special teams didn't do anything stupid, so I'm not surprised with that. Yeah, that. That's a win. That's a win. Looked really good at the very beginning of the game. Okay, so week two. So we we were but we were correct on our Team Bear prediction that we did lose this game. So we are 1-0 in our Bear prediction. 1-0 and one one and zero predictions. Oh, and one and zero. It's technically one and zero. So this week we're playing the Cincinnati Bengals at Soldier Field. Um, so just a couple things. What's the what? What are some things that the Bears can do this game that they can improve on for this game against the Bengals? 
Well, I'll be missing the game. I'll actually be in the Cincinnati area uh, this weekend for a wedding. Oh, so uh, are, uh, I think you're actually going for tryouts for the uh, left tackle position, right? Yeah, I've uh, taken Tim's advice and drank about uh, a million soft drinks and milk, like milkshakes. When I showed you that video of me at the Naval Academy hitting the football pads the other day, you're like, I need you to get <laughs> some milkshakes and eat some <laughs> hamburgers. <laughs> Please. Uh, I mean, the number one easiest answer to that question, uh, Kev, is yes. start number one. But that's, <laughs> yeah. that's not going to happen. Don't be, afraid, don't be afraid not to be aggressive, right? You can't, you can't just lure the team's defenses to sleep by just always doing 10-yard pass routes because they're not going to believe that you're going to throw a one over 10 yards. And if trust you're, you're, David Montgomery. Yeah. If you're going to start number one, week three, what's the fucking point? Yeah, in a bigger game. Rip off the Band-Aid. Do it now. Yep. Don't yeah. give him his revenge game. Uh, but if if Dalton's playing, um, would have liked to see a struggling quarterback who can't get farther than five yards because, again, he did a lot of rookie things. Use our fucking tight ends. Yeah, Jimmy Graham had one catch, and he had a first down off of it. Looks pretty easy against those linebackers. I think that's where the Rams are weak in, in, in the linebacker portion. They're great defensive line because of just one dude who you never hear, you never, they never shut up about. They have the best corner in the league who can do everything. Attack their linebackers. Oh, you're not going to do that. Okay, cool. Cole Komet had a couple nice catches though. I, but continue to do it. Like continue <laughs> to do it because if you're going to, if you're committed to throwing passes to dudes who are turned around, why not throw it to big guys who could take a hit? Because Cole Komet looked like he gained 30 pounds. Yeah, and he, he, unlike uh, some other player on the Bears who shall not be named, Eddie Jackson, uh, is actually looking for contact whenever he has the ball. Because he oh, runs hard, man. Should throw him out there at free safety. Yeah, I thought he did really well. I think that's the key to it. Uh, Montgomery, tight ends. Uh, you know, Allen Robinson will have a better game. Mooney will probably have a better game. So you got that. Maybe you can see some actual 12-yard passes. I don't know. I just I think the Bears I love a 12-yard pass. Ooh, that that's a little that's a little outlandish to me. Yeah. I he's seven I feel like yards. the Bears last week were just trying to play like 1950s Oklahoma, like 3 yards in a cloud of dust. Like, and we'll throw it if the Bears had one more possession, you know, a triple option was coming with Fields out there. Oh, Bengals, yeah. Bengals have a great, great uh, safety, and they've bolstered up their corners. They didn't really let Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson do anything until the second half. So, Delvin Cook was able to run on him, so let's let's give it to Montgomery and Williams. and Do it that way. Defense, get to the quarterback. That's what I was going to say. Just get some – damn pressure on Joe Burrow who is kind of he admitted that he was a little kind of during training training camp uh shaky about people going at his legs not saying that we're going to go out and try and hurt the kid but if he admitted that why wouldn't you want to get pressure on him and hopefully rattle him and make some mistakes that could possibly lead to turnovers or incompletions or something gotta get to the quarterback it's it's what this Bears defense it's where our money is so that it needs to be where it is. Like, I, I, there's no answer <laughs> about uh, it. Can't, can't really ex- uh, explain it any more clearly than that. 
Yeah, and like also, hey, our eight our eight game winning streak against the NFC North or AFC North is on the line. So gotta find a way to win. Yeah, and so I know we I know with our Team Bear uh, predictions, we have this game as a loss as our prediction against the Bengals. But what are we kind of expecting? What kind, what type of game are we expecting against the Bengals? I just think that it, if this is a, this is a team, another team that can can go hit home runs. I mean, who's their worst receiver? I don't even know. Uh, John Ross, who is a home run hitter, who ran well, the, I, had a four one two. I'm just they have 40. some great weapons. Burrow well, looks, yeah, Burrow I'm looks just, like he'll go for it. No, he does. He has no problem going for it. So if we're not going to keep up with that, if our game plan is the exact same game plan, and maybe it was just that way because it was the Rams, but if it's the same game plan, we've already lost. Th- doesn't matter how well the defense plays, we're going to lose. Yeah, I, I was gonna say the same thing, but their their skill positions are really good, probably top ten in the uh, NFL. T. Higgins, um, Jamar Chase had a touchdown in his first game. Joe Mixon, uh, <clears throat> Tyler Taj, Tyler Taj Boyd, and then John Ross, who I, you I said it was the worst receiver, and he has one of the fastest forties in combine history. Who is all about hitting the home run? Yeah. So it. I'm it's, expecting it to be a high-scoring game, and the Bears, if the Bears come out <laughs> like they did last week, it it's going to be another just ass-whooping. They have talent. We have talent. I don't look at both of these rosters and go, wow, one is so much more talented. It really is going to come down to coaching. It's really going to come down to coaching and the game plan, and you can make that a lot easier if you just have number one starting. But. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... It's going to be weird not watching it, so I'm going to trust you guys to uh, put some good notes and I'll try to catch like a, like a short version on YouTube or something. Yeah, uh, I mean, is there even any chance, is there any chance that we that we see in the news tomorrow or Thursday that Nagy just says, fuck it, and I'm doing it? I'm going to go zero. No. Zero. The word, word from multiple people that I've seen, multiple reports saying that after week at or after week four is when they plan on but doing Justin Fields. At this point, why? I, do you want to win games because you don't have a first round pick? Yeah, the Giants were probably loving this right now. Yeah, do you do you not want to win? Because legitimately, <laughs> again, I'm not saying number one is an automatic win. I'm just saying. Oh, th- this makes a ton of sense to me and to to you and to Jackson. I'm sure, but to. To Visor Man, which I like saying yeah. that instead of his actual name, and, and Pace. Visor Man just sounds like a very bad, like, how do you tell cartoon Roquan, villain. How, how are you sitting there and telling Roquan? How are you sitting there and telling Robinson? How are you sitting there and telling Khalil Mack, who's at the end of his career, essentially, and saying, you know what, this is the way that we need to develop this? Like, And don't you, like, I've said this before, don't you kind of owe it to the defense? Right, like, they have bailed you out of Cowboys. They owe it to the ghosts of the, the defense. Yeah. Maybe last year or a year before you could say that. but uh, Yeah, not week one. But, like, you also owe it to the fans a little bit. I, I, I totally commend the guy. I think it was still stupid, but I commend him for giving the guy a shot. But I think if that's the entire narrative of, hey, 
I'm just giving this to Dalton because we promised him something. Oh, and no free agent's going to sign with us if we don't. <laughs> I think that's the stupidest thing. We're going to get free agents here if we have a dynamic quarterback. That's the way we're going to Nothing's ever promised, right? Like, I didn't promise, like, oh, yeah, we'll help you out with this job or help you out with this. It doesn't happen all the time. Like, who the fuck do you think you are? You're not Joe Montana. You know, you're not like you're this football god. Like, yes, Andy Dalton has had a good career. Like, any NFL player would take his career that he has had. But he is not a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's never going to the Hall of Fame. You're going to have a rookie quarterback contract. You're going to have money. You can go get a free agent. And, like, rookies today are not like the rookies that they were 20 years ago where you sat them and they learned for three or four years, you know, like I'm sure that Aaron Rodgers might be the exception back in the day. Like he was probably week one ready, just given his intelligence and his athletic ability. We have, if we have 2000, what was it? 2018, uh, if, no, 2017, Alex, if, if, if we have 2017 Alex Smith on this roster, Absolutely, sit him. Absolutely, sit Fields. Because, yeah, because I mean, Alex Smith, Smith can still, win you games. He can yeah, win you and, games, and he did. He got them to the playoffs. They didn't. I mean, they knew that Patrick Mahomes was the real deal, and I think Fields can definitely learn from like an Andy Dalton. I don't think that's a bad mentor to have, and I, I think everyone would agree with that. But you know, if you're Patrick Mahomes. You're learning from Alex Smith, who's had a very good NFL career, and then they're, you know, giving you the keys to the Cadillac. But don't like, care what? if we had Foles, who like somehow lit it up last year, and he's old and he can't really run, and we have a bad line or whatever the hell it is. If he was winning us games, keep him in. But we're not going to win a game with 14. I, I think that Nagy is just like waiting for like a catastrophic performance from Dalton so that he could be like okay now so his hands forced rather than being like that's so so that rather than him having to make the decision on his own where it's so obvious that oh he threw four interceptions and only threw for 50 yards and we lost by 30 okay yes I'm gonna put him in so it looks like I it's not my decision it's just like Dalton so poor I have to do it which it sucks because like you want your head coach to take charge and make this decision that's best for the football team and clearly, it should be the court of public appeal, opinion, you know. Because, you know, like, here's the thing. It's going to get ugly if Dalton has a bad half at Soldier well, Field this week. Look at, look at how we just, even how the NFL changes and how it, nobody knows about how the NFL works, right? If somehow, some way, we have this thing, this kid starting at the Lions and it's his first game, so we potentially get off slow and we lose that game— we looked at and we put as wins the Raiders, the Niners at Bears, and the Bears at Steelers. All three teams that looked pretty good last week. Yeah. And, you're just, and, and you're starting yeah. to think you're starting you're starting to even the Lions yeah. even the Lions showed some yeah. fight. They should have lost yes. and they came back. If you're starting to think that I'm starting to think that holy shit, we might not win a game. We might we there could be a potential oh and nice situation if we put the if we don't put <laughs> See, this guy I, I out there. I don't think that's going to happen because no. the NFL. What makes the NFL one of the hardest, you know, sports to track is like it is the, like the cliche saying any given Sunday, like weird yeah, stuff happens in this league. Um, 
I mean, do I think the Bears can beat the Bengals? Hundred percent, I think they can. I think yeah. they can beat. The, I think they can beat the Browns. But the team that showed up on Sunday night, those teams are not beating the Bengals, and those teams are not beating the Browns. They don't hundred percent out talent us. I mean, they out talent us. They have an edge at the quarterback position. They might have an edge at the wide receiver position. Even though I just think still the jury's out of what Allen Robinson and Mooney can do with a decent guy throwing to them. But yeah, it's 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 going to be a coaching game, especially if you're going to start 14. It's going to be okay, Nagy. You need I need to you need to see I need to see what you can do with Montgomery balling out. I need to see what you could do, Sean decide. I just it. truly I just truly think Montgomery or Nagy just does not like to run the ball. I I, I think that I've had what three years or four years or whatever to figure, to see that. I know that just, he doesn't. If he had if he had a Derrick Henry running 260 yards and he won with with that if he won with Montgomery with a 200 yard game where he scored four touchdowns he'd he'd go home sick he'd go home he wouldn't even look at his wife he would what's just, the matter honey uh, something is just eating at me hon but then again but then again how are you cool with not throwing the ball like over 10 yards I don't know yeah this isn't the arena league. Whatever. Uh, any uh, any score predictions you want to make for the the Bengals Bears game before we move on to Jackson's new DC Sports Bar review? Over unders at forty five. What do you think? I'm gonna say over. I'm gonna go under. I'm gonna go under. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go twenty seventeen Bengals. I mean, I guess for me, it's it's defense. Do it until you prove me wrong. So they're gonna give up a bunch of points until they prove me wrong. Um. I'll say over 45, and I'll say the, the the total or the final score is 32 to 21 Bengals. 32 to 21. I, I, that I'm might gonna, be a scoregami. I I think that the NFL goes back to go back. It goes back to the mean this week. I think yeah, you're gonna see something like a 14-17 game. Bengals. All right, Jack. So you uh, went to a new bar in D.C. What, what was the name of it, and how was your experience? Yeah. So this is the second time I've been to uh, this bar. Been back to back Sundays. I went Sunday night the week before to watch the United States Canada game, which was pretty anticlimactic when it was one one. But I went to a place called Franklin Hall, and it is like a, it's like a it's an actual beer hall. So there's tables all over the place, and there's multiple families and parties sitting at a table, which is kind of cool because it forces you to, like, say hi to new people. Um, me and my girlfriend went, and we met some, like, a whole bunch of nice people um, and talked to them. Um, but they had about, you know, 20 TVs, every game on. Um, there's a barbecue pit at the bar. Their logo since it's Franklin Hall, has a logo of FDR and um, Ben Franklin on it. That was kind of cool for all the history nerds out there. Also, D.C. is a transplant town, and it's very interesting to me to see all of the different jerseys and teams people rep. Now, I was the only Bears fan there. Now, granted, Bears played at 8.30 out on the East Coast, so there wasn't anything there, but I was still going to rep a Bears shirt. 
but there was a ton of Carolina Panther fans there. Wow. ton of them. It's funny you say that. I just found out that my next-door neighbor is a Carolina Panther fan. What, I was like, what are the Carolina Panther fan uh, jerseys they rock in? Is there a lot of McCaffrey, or is there a lot of like old-school jerseys? Um, a lot of, a Jake. lot of... Yeah, Jake DeLome. Yeah, Julius Peppers. Um, there's a lot of, Ke- of Keekly. Some Teddy Bridgewater jerseys I saw. Is it um, rocking the white or the teal or the black? It was mostly teal. It's mostly teal. People were rocking Bridgewater? Some people were watching rocking Bridgewater. Well, that's, that's mostly, like a, mostly that's were, like a Trubisky jersey now. Yeah, mostly people were rocking. Yeah, he was only on the team for a year. Uh, most of the people were rocking, like, Keekly jerseys or McCaffrey, though. But they had a spread out. A lot of Pittsburgh fans there. Um, Pittsburgh's not terribly too far away from D.C. Um, a lot of Eagle fans. So, it's kind of cool. Uh, yeah. Get, let's get let's get a, a rating on this. How many Capitol buildings out of five do you give this bar? I give like a 4.5. 4.5 Capitol buildings. It's a cool Ooh. place. The food is great. They got $8 Miller Lights with a giant stein that can fit about three of them in there. I was just going to say, they also have a lot of craft beers, a lot of space. Um, If you are going to go, though, tip, you need to show your vaccination card or a negative test. But um, it's also like a 10-minute walk from my apartment, so that always helps, too. That always bumps up the rating, too. Yeah, and D.C. bars, there's a lot Mm -hmm. of them where, like, since it is an older town, a lot of these bars are built in neighborhoods. Like, they are smaller. Plenty of space. Plenty of space. All right. Plenty well, there you go. In the bar or, like, outside of the bar? I'm, I'm not Everywhere. Sure. Everywhere. Yeah. That didn't it's, answer my question. <laughs> well, outside of the bar, too, because they have a patio. Got and it. then inside, like, you can move around. Like, you're not going to feel crowded. I mean, it was packed. We got there a little late. But we still found a table pretty quickly. Nice. Also, someone put um, in the arms of an angel on that on the jukebox, which was very awkward. That's and pretty then, great. That's pretty great. It Whoever was after sold. it was after Freebird and WAP. So three oh. songs in a row that are like, what I the mean, hell is going on? I mean, that's mm-hmm. the best after playing WAP. That's the best time to put during it during football. During football. So the bar was, you know, loud, packed. Everyone's talking. So they, don't have the, they don't have the game volume? <laughs> they do. They do. But everyone, like, got quiet all of a sudden because they started realizing what song was being played. And they're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and the bartender, she comes up and she goes, who the fuck put this fucking song on? What cock-sucking Eagles fan do I have to throw out of this bar? It was awesome. It was so funny. So Franklin Hall, 4.5. I'm going back there. When you guys visit, we are definitely going to go to this bar. All right. Uh, Absolutely. All right. Well, moving on to uh, NFL news. I guess any other sports news that happened during the week that we want to touch on. Um what was something that uh, that surprised you from from week one, at least for this NFL season? Jack, anything uh, stand out to you? Green Bay and Jameis Winston. Did not see that coming. Yeah, who would have thought? 
he had five touchdowns, five touchdowns and like 140 yards passing. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers cost me a fantasy football game. He got me 1.32 points. I don't think I've ever. Awesome. Yeah. I was hoping he would ball out and they would lose in like a missed field goal. My wife has him and she is thinking about straight dropping him. And I'm like, he is playing the Lions. She's like, playing the Lions on Monday night. And she goes, and she goes, Nope, he's broken. I saw him. I see his eyes. He's he's a broken man. No, he he'll, he'll get his mojo back. Uh, he's gonna, I, hey, no, hey. she thinks that all this off season stuff and the girl. And I mean, if says, you want, she if says, you, I hope he's never so. Back. I mean, the, the getting the getting uh, engaged. To, what's what is face? going on with his hair? What uh, is going on? He I told I told her the Lord doesn't work like that. It's just not going to be that nice to me that I get a quarterback and, and then he's going to be bad. It's just not. I mean, I remember one time they started off like two and three and people were freaking out and he just told the media to relax. And yeah. like they still won the division. It's just like, you know, he might know a thing or two. I, well, the, I, can, I can tell you there's two games this season where he's not going to be bad. If he's yeah. bad the whole season, yeah. 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 You know he's going to regain his uh godlike form against us but to touch on his hair jack i you know it's got to be uh, she- uh cheyenne woodley or i forgot her name but his new fiance she definitely said i like your hair long and now he's got to keep it that's he, just when he wore that like zip up jacket with the white shirt and his how about hair that new state farm commercial where he's like the hipster with their guitar or whatever and he spent it's... too much time there he spent too much time he's awful now which i you know he wants to keep doing acting classes that's fine with me but yeah. he looked like one of the guys in Wolf of Wall Street, um, just like the shady guy who, uh, whose wife you, was getting banged you, in Sweden or Switzerland. Used car salesman vibes. Oh there. man, or a bad drug dealer. Yeah. Well, dude, the, the craziest thing was like he was actually one of the lower amount of quarterbacks of uh, the amount of passes deep, past like ten you know, 12 yards. And you would think that he'd be at one of the higher amount of attempts. Not, I'm not talking about completion. I mean, they just attempts. Bad. No, I'm saying you, team bad. you would have thought second quarter, third quarter, and the part of the fourth quarter that he played, that he would have had a bunch of attempts over 12 yards. But even so, he didn't. Like, it was just like they couldn't do anything. They No, I, I, I do not remember seeing Green Bay. I mean, yeah, do, do teams always have like a stinker of a game? Like I remember when they played Tampa Bay last year and they got lit. Did you up. see the? Did you saw the QBR stat of him? What? So he had like, he had like a thirty-eight something QBR, and someone calculated where if you, you went threw it on the ground, you all threw, game, yeah, if you, you, threw you still it got a, you still got like a point higher. Yes, and yeah. I, and legitimately, that's one of those times where you're like, oh my god, I could have played better than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I. I mean, their offensive line looked like shit. They couldn't run the ball. Um, he didn't look. I mean, when Rodgers gets pissed, you could tell he's pissed. Oh yeah, very. He's not very, like Kirk, he's not like Kirk Cousins, who's gonna like signal air traffic control. He's like an eye roller, like oh. Oh, he gives you he gives you that death stare, like because like, if you're Aaron Rodgers, like he knows he's a Hall of Famer. He knows he's better than you, and like. You're not going to be like, oh, I'm just as good. It's like, no, that's that's not true. <laughs> well, I'll say this: if they lose to the Lions on Monday Night Football, then the, 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 the I don't amplify. Sky's by, falling. Sky's I falling. don't hit the panic button, 
but I am waiting to do it. You're hovering. Hands, you're oh, it's, 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 yeah. If he has a stinker against the Lions, like if they, not even a loss, if they stink against the Lions, like he's bad. I don't think they're going to get blown out again. No, no, no. I'm just saying, but if they're, if he throws a stinker against the Lions, I think panic button time because, I, dude, I just, I, how, how are you a young guy on that team? And like, like what happened this whole season? I mean, their entire team did not look like they wanted to be there. The defense. How are you, a young dude on that team, and like actually want to try for this dude? I get that you want to try for your contract and stuff, but like, how do you even like give a shit about this? Well, guy? I mean, Devontae, what three weeks ago signaled that he wanted out too. They did the last dance picture. <laughs> yeah. So why 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 would I even want to try for you, dude? Like. I'd almost be a guy in the locker room that'd be like, "Dude, Jordan loves my guy." Then screw this. You're out. At, you're you've, you're telling me you're out. Like you're done next year. Like and you're still playing football. That's ridiculous. No one should ever just know that. Well, let's hope that the Lions uh, take the win on Monday Night Football, so we can see this all unfold in front of our eyes. None oh. of the NFC North teams won, so we're all tied for first. I there was a t- there was a moment where we were in first. <laughs> Yes, you're. I have game. I have game for three hours. It might be the only time this whole year, but yeah. we had possession of first place. Um, I, I just wanted to, to comment on uh, my Penn State Nittany Lions defeating Ball State 44-13. to 13. They just absolutely dominated Ball State. And, you know, Jack, I know, I know you just kind of got into watching Penn State. But, yeah, uh, totally. But this is going to be Ohio matchup. State lost. And Ohio State lost. Yeah, I did not see that coming. So it's going to be good. Penn State playing Auburn this week. Uh, watch. It's going to be a, a, a. This could determine whether or not Penn State makes it into the playoffs, um, especially depending yeah, on how Auburn plays rest of the season. Team. This is terrible. <laughs> Have what? you seen Auburn? Like, do you think it's weird that Auburn didn't play anyone for two weeks, and now they're going to play a Penn State game at Happy Valley? Like, that doesn't like like if you're the scheduling people like do you think we should have like a like a somewhat tougher game besides what is Ab- the point of these super conferences if this bullcrap can happen like but think about it like Penn State has played already Wisconsin on the road and they played Ball State like and I get that Ball State won but they are that. terrible they aren't terrible like they're not no, I don't like, think Auburn's terrible no, they're, no I'm saying they're not no I'm saying Ball State is not like a holy crap like no they won the yeah. Mac last year yeah. they won the Mac and I get like they probably had a huge graduation rate after this year but like I don't know like if I was an Auburn fan I'd be like, I wish we would have played another like meaningful opponent than Akron and Alabama State before you go into Happy Valley. Yeah, but yeah, that bodes you well don't make for the schedule. Our, bodes well for our Penn State Nittany Lions. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, any other uh, NFL news, college news, any other sports? What do we think about Cleveland Browns? Are, are we sold that they're going to be the one of the best teams in the AFC? Because I'll be honest with you. I could see the Cleveland Browns being one of those teams. There's always a team in the NFL that comes out of nowhere one year and they dip off and don't make the playoffs. And I think it's going to be Cleveland. Oh, I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they I, I saw that Baker Mayfield had one of the highest stats for most aggressive throws thrown. He was putting That's in great. It, That's he was great. Putting, he was putting into tight windows. He still But I would not be surprised if Cleveland does not make the playoffs. And I was also surprised how bad Tennessee Titans looked too. 
still doesn't have Odell Beckham. Um, still, and was able, and but Odell has been shit for three Chubb, years. Chubb, Chubb, Chubb and, great. Chubb, Chubb, and Hunt, great. Chubb and Hunt with that offensive line are ways to continue a lead. They were beating those Chiefs, man. But it's just when when you have a guy who's a cheat code who literally can go, you know what? I'm just going to throw to a dude and get 75 yard touchdown here. It's just not straight up fair. I think they got the short end of the stick having to go to Arrowhead week one. I think this I think this Browns team is going to be good, especially because you know uh, look at the Ravens. They got to play the Chiefs. Like they're going to they they're a very well good team to go 0 and 2 as well. And the Steelers are decent, good defense, but you know, I, I'm not sold on the offense there. So. Yeah, they, they arguably have the most talented team in that division. So I, I think they're going to be good. Like, I agree with you, Tim, that they play, They had a hard week one matchup against one I'm of the surprised. top it is a tough. It is a tough week one game. Yes, I will give them that. I'm surprised that Jackson even has this take. He's Mr. You got to win with offensive line and defensive <laughs> line. That's what the Browns have. I, but but here's the thing. I just think the hype in Cleveland could be a little high. And I think we're also selling how good Pittsburgh looked. I, I dismantling just, Buffalo. I don't think that there's really this big of hype. I just think that, again, they have the best offensive line in football. I think that's how you win games. A top five running back, good quarterback, good weapons, good defense. I mean, Really good tight end. I'd be curious to see how good... Odell really, is. I mean, without, he has not been the same. Yeah. So he's the only he's the only guy where I could see like like if he, if if Odell Beckham got like this huge season last year, then I could see where people might be like, ooh, I don't know about him because they are this this flash team. Baker Mayfield's had to do it with you know kind of like some Landrys, some Najokus, some Chubb, and all that. Like they. They're physical, man, and I think that's I, I on paper I think that that's like what a Jackson Reed team would like. <laughs> like like oh yeah, I I, I, I I like it, I like it. But there's always a team I can do. There's always a team in the NFL that falls off. That's and the I will not Bills. Be it will be the Buffalo Bills. You think it's the Bills? I could see the Bills. I, I mean, not, I, I'm not just saying that because it's another Week One loss. I'm just I just think that. That one that they made it further than Cleveland. They have higher expectations than Cleveland. So I don't know. I think I'm just picking. I can the see either one of those two teams. They, they, really don't, they don't run the football. They're the complete opposite of a team that you would like in terms of they don't. Oh yeah, I, I don't even know if their running back is. So Singletarian Moss. Is it okay? But I I don't know. I just think that. That's a Jackson Reed football team right there in those Browns. If the Cleveland Browns, if everyone on the roster were wearing uh, Chicago Bear uniforms, uh, he would just that, be... Uh, they'd be winning the Super be, Bowl. They'd, they'd be, be winning the Super yeah. Bowl. <laughs> he'd be aesthetic. I mean, that that offensive line, it was not going to I already, I already, I already bought the Super Bowl shirt. I already, I already custom outfit. Yeah. I'd kill for that offensive line. Oh, any, any other... Uh, no notable things from the week in sports that you want to touch on before we get to our picks of the week? No. All right. So then going into our picks of the week, I don't think I know I didn't win my my uh, pick. Didn't I don't even out. think Jackson even knew his spread of his. So. Yeah. Uh, all I know is there was no spread, but LSU did win, but it was not by the score that I wanted it to see. There was no spread. I, he, he he didn't pick of the week. No. I can't even pick. There, no, 
if you go back to this podcast and last week's podcast, he said that Penn State's going to win by a million points. No, I said did... LSU. I said LSU. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, LSU is going to beat McNeese State by a million points. LSU did not win by a million points. Yeah, they only won, won by, by like 30. 21 yeah. or something like that. Yeah, they only won by like 31. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I would have liked to see a line on it. Well, um, sounds like we're just going to maybe just say that Jackson lost that bet then. Mine hit. So if you're going to fade two people and, and go and follow one guy, I'm the guy. So. Yeah, my, mine mine looked completely awful from yeah, almost the whole game. Surprised. I was pretty surprised. <laughs> and then it ended up getting to like nine. Actually, eight no, actually, if you, uh, the, the Lions covered. So you actually, <laughs> your bet was fine, actually. Oh, well, I, I, th- I think when I made the pick. The Lions, the Lions, the Li- it was Lions uh, plus eight. and or, or, No, it was Lions plus like 10 or something. And they lost by eight points. Uh, the number I had, I think, was seven and a half. But if you could have gotten it <laughs> at 10, then yes, mine would have covered. But. <laughs> It, it, it did not look very good for most of the game. I, I was because I totally I forgot that I made that pick when I was watching the, the games and I looked. It was like forty-one to ten. I was like, all right, not doing so hot in the first pick of the week. But uh, hey, moving on to this week, it looks yeah. like I covered. So hey, we'll see with those 49ers against the Eagles. I think that's a good uh, week two game for both of those teams. All right, who, want, who wants to uh, lead off with their pick of the week and give their reason, their reasonable reason and their outlandish reason? For a guy who actually knows his bets and spreads, uh, I will go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, you are going to see a different kind of week this week. We had a lot of underdogs covering last uh, last week. We had a lot of underdogs just straight up winning. Um, you could have picked a lot of money lines on the underdogs and hit. So I think it's time for the favorites. I think it's time you take the favorites and better teams at home. And I think the Chargers, minus three at home over the Cowboys. I think a lot of people are still are going to bet those Cowboys because they like what they saw against the Buccaneers. But I just feel like that's the week one kind of thing. And it was a game where, you know, the secondary got pretty beat up uh, on the Buccaneers. I think the Chargers have a really good secondary. And I also think the Chargers showed that they could still score. I mean, and they were in the red zone way more times than they they sh- and they should have scored. I think they were like two and six in the red zone against a really good Washington football team. I think Chargers beat the uh, D- Dallas Cowboys at home. Um, when it comes to jerseys, light blue is better than navy blue uh for that navy blue of the cowboys so uh i'm gonna say chargers better uniforms in the nice sun in that new dome uh la i just feel like the new la stadium hot hot take is better than jerry world so there you go all right well i have to go next because my pick is i have the cowboys over the la chargers So, Did you really? Okay. Uh, yeah. and okay. Not, and I'm not just making this up off the top of my head to be to for, for the good content. I have it written down on my notes that I'm reading right now. Um, so the kind of the reasonable reason that I have for choosing the Cowboys in this matchup and the spread that I have or I, I looked at before doing this was Cowboys plus three. I don't know if that's close to what you have, Tim. Yeah. So I have oh. charged my three. So plus three. Um, I think the Cowboys, for all the reasons that you said that the People are going to pick the Cowboys is the reason I am picking the Cowboys. They looked really good against Tom Brady. Uh, have their offense. Their offense is elite when it comes to their weapons with Zeke. And I know 
they they played uh, Tampa and he didn't really get going there. But C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, uh, Michael Gallup, Dak, uh, I just I think that it's going to be a recipe for success, a high scoring game um, for both teams. Um, and L.A. has to come. Ac- I know it's not right away, but L.A. has a cross country flight from Sunday. Playing on Sunday, they still have time to get adjusted. But D.C. or not D.C. Excuse me. The Cowboys uh, have a little bit more time to prepare, a little bit more well-rested. That could help them in this game as well. Um, and my kind of stupid reason for picking is not this isn't what I picked, but to go against what you said, Tim. They're not wearing light blue in this game. They're going to be wearing white. I looked this up, so they're not wearing powder blue. Ooh. They're wearing white in this game. Um, although the Cowboys are going to be wearing navy in this, which is, never bodes well. But Cowboys don't do well in navy. But that's not the reason why I pick. So my reason that they're going to lose, uh, the Chargers are going to lose this game, is because the opening game at SoFi Stadium was already played. That the the hype and all the extravaganza about playing in SoFi Stadium, it's over. It already happened. The Rams won in that stadium, so that means that the stadium's due for a loss. You, you can't. There will probably be a lot of Cowboys in there. The, the fans are going to be there and just. Oh, 100%. Cowboy fans travel. And the fact, the fact that the one game was already played in that stadium and it was a win. Now, now the, the kind of like the, the shine and shimmer is all kind of off that stadium. And now it's just due for a loss. So Cowboys no way, no way they let, um, uh, they know they, they let that fat coach, you know, bust any watermelons up in California with all their COVID rules. So no, no, no win for the Cowboys. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see, uh, who wins, uh, next week's episode. I like it. All right, Jackson, who do you have winning by a million than this I don't, have, I don't have a million, but there is a line on this. I am taking Penn State to cover against Auburn. Uh, it is a Penn State favored by five and a half. I think Penn State covers it. Um, I, think Solid just, pick. I think they're just a better team. I think having – we've already we, – all three of us mentioned it's playing Wisconsin week one, winning in Madison – that's I like test. that a lot. I'm gonna follow that. That that's a that's a big test against a good Wisconsin team. You come back against Kent State. You you stayed in. I think there's so many times in college football or and at any football where you get a big win and then you kind of have another big game prepared in two Is that weeks. Home? Yeah, it's in Happy Valley. Oh, it's gonna oh, be a oh. it's gonna be a whiteout game. Historically, the whiteout game is they're I think they're just a game over 500, but it's the atmosphere. Um, it's going to be at night. Um, I, I think Penn State covers it handily. Um, I, I do think Auburn has a, a solid team. Don't get me wrong, but I think the experience of Penn State having, you know, face Wisconsin and Madison, come back, look sharp against Ball State. You know, I think they're going to be ready for a big matchup against Auburn. My stupid reason why I think Penn State's going to win is. I think the Big Ten calls Penn State and it's like, listen, we're getting tired of this SEC bullshit, right? We're getting tired of all the fanfare that the SEC gets from the college football and ESPN of how they get their, like, asses kissed, like, how they always play their neutral site games, and now they're coming to a Big Ten game. Like, you got to fucking kick their ass. Like, send a message to them, like... Make sure, like, they understand, like, the Big Ten is a solid conference as well. So, who, so who's, what's Auburn ranked? 20. 
Who's on that's, the other end of the phone of the Big Ten? Is it like, does the commissioner of the Big Ten? Is it? Like, well, I think it's the commissioner. I think it's man, the commissioner. Is it a mascot? Yeah, it's the Nittany line, just like, like yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's it's all the mascots get together, and they realize like, hey, you gotta win. Um, Ooh, but yes, minus six. I'm I'm seeing. You're seeing minus six. I saw five and a half. So okay. Um, you I'm taking minus six. I, I'll take minus six. Love it. Got got to go for our, our favorite team there. Go. So, it's huh? a big game, and like, I am still nervous because next week after Auburn they play Villanova, and then they got a really tough stretch after that. But if you beat Auburn, you you are putting yourself in a really good spot going into conference games. Well, we are, yeah, we are Ohio, State, State. Ohio State lost too, man. Ohio State loss is big, but like I will not be surprised if Ohio State still finds a way to win the division and the Big Ten. But that's that's history, history would tell you that that's probably history will tell you that because they've lost to Virginia Tech before and come back and won the national title. So <laughs> a lot of a lot of football left. Alrighty. I like All righty. So uh, should we move on to our power rankings for this week? Yes, sir. Oh, wait, guys. Guys, looking at the docket, we got a lot of bear news. I got to stop for a second, because there's, there's multiple bear news on this one. First, first time ever. First time ever. Bears running wild. Just not in Chicago. It's not in Chicago. Yeah. No, they, they like to throw bears around. I will start with mine. Uh, so this I got today uh, from my girlfriend. She sent me this link. Um, bears are being more spotted in Maryland. And this bear was caught on security camera walking through a school ground on Monday, on Monday night or Monday morning, like at 5 a.m., just walking around the school. The bear was eager to learn. Scary thing is, looks like he's got some wet paws. Scary thing is, this bear is about 15 minutes away from my girlfriend's apartment. So they're coming. The bears yeah, are coming. creeping in. Looks like he was. Did she have a pool or in, in her complex or anything? Because it looks like he was taking a dip. The bear was at a pool, apparently, and then decided to go to the school. So, like, I know swimmers usually wake up early to get workouts in. That's what this bear did. I mean, clearly, he listened to our Bear Olympics episode in yeah. training. Yes, he, he listened to the Bear Olympics thing. He got on that high dive and got his ass off that thing. Hell yeah, baby. Could you imagine being, like, the janitor or, like, you know, if a principal or someone gets to the school early, like, 5 a.m., or even a, a teacher or whoever, and you just see a bear walking by and you're just like... Uh, I'd be like, I'm not about this. Or if you're going for a jog, you're like, I'm turning the other way. Hey, at least if it's close to, you know, your girlfriend's place, they the Bears already know that you are an ally to them, so you are it safe. Better. I, I heard this safe. is the number one podcast with Bears. Still, still going to wait on that actual interview of a, of a bear, but that, that's that's in the works. We'll, we'll find one. Maybe this guy, we'll uh, we'll find him, I'll give him a microphone, hop on the podcast, and get him on. Right. Get him on. Ask get him, where, why were you there? That'd be great. Well, the, the second part of bear news, I uh, it's a little a little cute bear news that I found, and it's actually a little belated, but it's it was National Teddy Bear Day on September 9th, so Happy Aww. National Teddy Bear Day. So that was the little little heartwarming bear news there. The if you ever grew up with a teddy bear, you know, 
Hug your bear. Hug your teddy bear. Give your teddy bear a bear hug. Absolutely. So that's all warm and fuzzy. Let's move on to our power rankings. And Tim, I'll let you explain the power rankings since you you came up with the idea. Well, you're going to hear a lot of boos in Soldier Field uh, this week, mainly because even if the Bears are doing well or anything like that, we know there's going to be a series or two where Andy Dalton uh, is going to do Andy Dalton things that he did against the Rams, and you're going to hear the boos going. So I was like, you know what? What are your favorite boos? What are your favorite boos that you've been a part of? So I'll start us off here. One of my favorite boos that I've been a part of, and we've pointed this out to Jackson, not boos as in I drink it, like booing somebody. One of my favorite boos I've been a part of was booing the hell out of Michael Vick when he was on the Eagles and he came (laughs) to Chicago. Booing the hell out of him. I'm a dog lover and just it was I I don't like the Eagles and where my dad's uh, season ticket seats are 11th row 50 yard line. You better believe that man heard me. I said some very heinous stuff about (laughs) the things that he did to dogs. So you better believe that man heard me. That's that's a that's like a um... Bears one, by the way. Oh, even better. That's like one a boo that like you could be proud of. Like some boos, you might be like wake up the next day and you're like, ah, I, I wish I didn't do that, or maybe yeah. I was out of line. But you could you could go to go to sleep, you know, head on the pillow and just know I did I did a good thing today. Well, I'll go next because my number three is booing Lucas Giolito the season he was the worst pitcher in baseball. <laughs> I went to a game. Or Lucas Giolito was pitching, and he got shelled as he did that season. And I was near near the Sox dugout, so he was getting pulled from the game. And I gave out a very loud boo, like no one else was booing. People were kind of giving him like, "Hey, it's all right, kid. Like, get your chin chin up." And I booed that man. <laughs> and I like to I like to attribute his success the following season to my he heard boo. the boo. Heard the boo. Because you know everyone was like. They know that he is this young pitcher, and he has... On a level of, like, 1 to 10, how loud would you think you were? Oh, this was... So, like, the rest of the stadium was at probably, like, a 3. This boo was at a, an 8, 9. <laughs> and it wasn't followed by... It wasn't followed by any other words. It was just boo. Boo. <laughs> boo. And, and really, and, and some good boos just... It works, man. It works. It just... Especially if you're a single booer... Man, it just it has it has a nice little impact. So so clearly that was that helped him you know get his shit together and become the pitcher he is today. So awesome. You're welcome, Lucas. All right, that's a good one. So I have a story. I was at a Cubs Atlanta game. It's not really a boo, but it's still heckling. I will say that still counts. That's my number two, Boo and Jackson. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, c- I can't think of, like, boos. Um, but, so Jeff Vancouver was in right field, and this guy in right field is just, like, constantly hazing him. Just constantly hazing him. And Frank Frank Carr starts going along with it, like, conducting the, the crowd. And then a ball's hit over his head. He, like, juggles a ball. He makes a bad throw. And, like, the Cubs found a way to, like, tie up the game because, like, all these people in right field just started, like, heckling him and booing him. And it, like, got into his head and it just started, like, screwing up. And then, like, four years later, um, 
me and my dad are like in the exact same spots down the right field line where we were before. And my dad just starts booing Jeff and starts like taunting him the entire time. And then like five minutes later, he misplays a bad throw, like drops a fly ball. I'm like, if there's a guy who can get into your head, Jeff Rancor can't take booing. All right, there I like we go. That. That, yeah, that's good. That that, that was incorporated booze. So I think it passes. Okay, um, I, I'll go kind of the opposite of you, Kev. You're you're going with a no one's booing, and you're going with this single boo. There's there's nothing. I will also say in baseball, there's nothing better than a collective boo for a specific player that everyone doesn't doesn't <laughs> like for no reason, and and especially because what it does for the people that have it's their first experience. So this is my wife she was uh my girlfriend at the time coming with us to see uh the cubs and you know my dad was there i was there my mom my sisters we were all there and it was the cubs versus the brewers and what do you do when it's cubs versus uh, brewers you boo there's one guy brian Braun. yeah that was gonna be one of mine that was gonna be one of mine i better believe that my dad and i stood up and booed this man and just along with everyone, and just I remember seeing my wife just going like, "What? Like, why? What did this guy do?" And you just like, you just yeah. Before I tell you, you better join in. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then just, usually he hits like a two-run home run. And, and then yeah. he, but seeing like little kids and stuff get in on the booze, and it's it's not for a player, it's not for a, or I mean, I'm sorry, it's not for the team, it's not for a moment in the game. It's just for a collective player, and to see like five-year-olds just get in on the hate of a person, it's just wonderful. He might be—he might be one of the top three or top three booed Cub nemesis of all time. Yeah. Easy, easy yeah. behind like Pujols and like AJ Przinsky. I love when there's a collective player that people boo. Yeah, no, Ryan, Ryan Braun was going to be on my list. Yeah. It definitely ra- it definitely rallies the uh, the fan base when you got something going on like that. Oh, especially Ryan like Ryan Braun is just hated everywhere he goes except for Milwaukee, and because he lied about cheating when he won his NL year. <laughs> we know, and guess what? You don't even have to know. Just get in on the boo. And he kills the Cubs too. Like he killed the Cubs. Kev. So my number two is near and dear to my heart, and the reason. The reason for that, excuse me, is because both of you were a part of these boos. And this was, if you remember, when we hosted a Tuesday night kegger in college. Oh, yes. Expecting (laughs) it. I knew it was coming. Expecting. I knew it was coming. A lot of people to show up, a lot of, you know. A lot of guys, a lot of girls. It's a big party. And it just ended up being the world's biggest sausage fest that anyone could ask for just dudes everywhere drinking guys being guys guys being guys and dudes being dudes drinking out of a keg and the joke was that now this is just a dude's party so every time a female would join the party everyone in unison would boo the girls for joining the party coming in the door and usually if you've ever been to college or been to a party you would know that's not the case usually it's the more girls the merrier to even out the ratio but this was just dudes on dudes on dudes i forgot about that standing or all standing around this keg which wasn't even in the corner it was just in the middle of the room we we moved the coffee table and put it there (laughs) it was just in the middle of the room everyone's going around it and i can't 
and it was our roommate's girlfriend and her friends coming in the first, and we just collectively boom. Oh, they closed. <laughs> they closed the door so fast and walked. They're like, yeah. nope. I think they came back like a half hour later or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd like to think that, you know, for the girls that walked through the door and were booed, it kind of humbled them. Because, you know, in college, if you're a girl, you kind of have, you can kind of do whatever you want at a party because you're welcome everywhere. But they kind of got a little, little uh, grounding, mm-hmm. little humbling after the boos. Yeah, no power here. That. <laughs> that's my well, number two. Well, Kevin, that, that, that brings me to my number two. Uh, and both of you two were at this party as well as the year before um, when we threw a rock party. And those two girls decided to change the playlist, and we kicked them out, and all of a sudden the entire party started booing these two girls when they got kicked out of rock party. So, funny how sometimes it sounds always sports. If you do something dumb or rude, you're going to get booed. Oh, oh absolutely. Booing is the greatest. Yeah, any type, any type of thing that could happen at a party or a kegger where someone like spills beer or does some fucking stupid, and then the collective people just, you know, we're all we're all hammered, but we all just come up with the same wavelength of our brains and go, "This is time to boo this person right now." <laughs> like, I don't think those girls have ever been kicked out of a party before or ever since. But you don't mess with the playlist. It's a theme party. You're not messing with the playlist. You out of here. We didn't need to hear LMFAO. Uh, yeah. party, party rock anthem. Yeah. I know it's 2011. I know that was the hit of the decade, but not today. All right, Timmy, round us off with your number one boo. So it, it was it was definitely hard to figure out this because this was two boos uh, kind of back to back or kind of in, you know, this in this mindset of, you know, bears being just very bad in, you know, the second year of Tressman and then the first year of Fox. So that first year of John Fox, I was at a game against the Redskins. Uh, it was with Kirk Cousins. Um, and, you know, we I, we had just had gone through the year before with the Cutler being bad and then being benched for Jimmy Pickles. And then we were now going with Cutler and Matt Barkley, and it was just terrible. And we weren't even really doing that bad. But remember, this was a terrible season. I think we won like three games that season, and this was in December. Was this and the Christmas Eve game, like on Saturday? It might be. It, might, it was in December. This was I, think it was a, I think it was like the Christmas Eve game. I, I just re- I just remember that the Bears had these awesome halftime shows with these dogs that would catch Frisbees. And the dogs were out there catching Frisbees because it wasn't that, like, you know, it wasn't snowing or anything like that. So the dogs were catching frisbees, and then some of the Bears players had had come back out to start warming up for halftime, and we all booed the Bears players because they were taking away the dogs <laughs> being on the field, kicking the real athletes out of the field. <laughs> so I just remember just being like, and just getting on there and just letting out some booze right at half, just even only being down, you know, a touchdown just because, you know what, I'd rather see the fucking dogs in the field at this point. They lost that game too. Yes, they did. And not only that, they, that I believe that season was the one that led to Kevin White being on our team. Uh, I think, no, I think he was already on the team in 2016. That season was, that was the season where we, and then we drafted, we had Mitch, the Mitch was the next, yeah. yeah, Mitch was the next year. Oh boy! Well, that led to a great pick too. So yeah, 
great time. And, that, and that, that, that's like an honorable mention. I wish that, I mean, how great would it be to be a part of that Bulls game that booed Trubisky and then for like, for years being like called Absolutely. out by the media, but for being, for, <laughs> for being called out uh, for being like so harsh on a guy and being like, wow, how could you do that? And then now just be like, see, we knew you were right. Can you imagine just being like a Yankees fan? Or like a Phillies fan, like where it's like in your DNA to like boo people, even though like they might be like a superstar. Like if they screw up one time, get rid of them. He's a bomb. I love it. I love it. Well, you know my mo with how I react to things. Uh, I'm I'm all about it. All right, so my number one. I'm not gonna be too too long on this because we've mentioned it before. It's it's booing the Globe Trotters and oh, the refs of the Globe Trotters game. You know, just something about booing. As a twenty mid twenties man in a group of mid twenties men at a stadium of parents and average age kids, probably seven years old, eight years old, booing at the top of our lungs at players <laughs> yeah. and refs in a obviously show basketball game. It just is, it's my number one. <laughs> and it got some laughs from people around us. It probably got us some some dirty looks, but it will always be number one in my heart. And if I ever go back to a Globetrotter game, I will boo the refs and I will boo the Globetrotters player <laughs> as a Washington Generals. Sounds like you and, need to take Hayes and, okay, Hayes, we're going to boo him. Hey, Dad, how come all the other people are cheering for the team in red, white, and blue? Ah, they're cheaters. Listen, you're going to be a Washington Generals fan if you like it. We're a Generals family. Those refs are crooked. They're paid off by the Globetrotters. So that's my number one. Generals. How is that not traveling? Great fundamentals that game. Uh, my number one, and this will be an off-the-cuff pick. It's from The Simpsons. It's the greatest line ever. Are I they, like it. Are they booing? No, sir. They're saying boo-earns. Boo-earns. Love it. Especially when, because if someone's booing your guy, like your favorite player, you got to say that because... <laughs> it, is, it is one of the best Simpsons episodes where Mr. Burns tries to rig... The amateur film competition. And man getting hit by football. Man getting hit by football, which, you know, should have got more votes. But poor Mole Man was actually saying boo earns, and no one gave him props. So boo earns is the greatest boo of all time. Boo earns. I, I have an honorable mention, and it's just uh, booing anyone that you see on a Jumbotron that, like, is either wearing opposing team's jerseys or yeah, looks like a jerk. Or, there's always someone or something during a game. Where the guy who gets caught on their cell phone and they're not paying yeah, attention. Roger Goodell getting booed. Absolutely. So Jumbotron boos are, are my uh, honorable mention. That's another one with my with my wife. She's like, why does everyone boo this guy, Roger Goodell? And I'm like, I can't even tell you anymore why we boo him. It just, it just the guy sucks. <laughs> it's just he, every- I, I'll, I'll admit, with Roger Goodell, at least he owns it. Like oh, yeah. he knows he's public enemy number one, and he totally embraces it and edges it on. Like he gets <laughs> it. Like he's like, is that the best you can do? Like, come on, bring it. Well, I think that wraps up episode 15 of the Team Bear Sports Podcast. Do you guys have anything you want to add? Any shout-outs before we uh, sign off? Yeah, bring us home a victory, guys. So Don't blow up my phone too much because I'm going to be driving back home on Sunday. I'll, I'll, we'll try not to. I, I'm going to shout-out Lori Garcia for hitting a walk-off home run against the Red Sox to win that series. Shout-out to, to the White Sox for hopefully fighting for the number two seed. 
Heck yeah. Later, guys. All right, you can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you find podcasts. We will catch you guys next time. Team Bear out. Thank you, thank you, and go Bears!